You are now tuned into the Off the Wall podcast. And is that it? Being on some chill, we go zero to a hundred real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bills, and I don't feel it, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your worth. My actions being louder than my words. How you so? I be still sold down to earth. Wanna do it? We can do it on the turf. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie in the vet. Shout out to the I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some that she don't wanna see She ain't ready for it If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it Yeah, that mean I'm way up Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up I'm up, lay up I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy 360 with the wrist, boy Hey, who the is, boy? OVO, man, we really with the boy. Yeah. yeah, really with the. I should probably sign a hit, boy, cause I got all the hits, boy. <laughs> Thought that Drake, you got a chip. I be on my little mouse drip. Thought that rap to pay your bills. Yeah, I'm on some rappers, pay my bills. All up on TV, I thought it make me richer. Wasn't paying me enough, I needed something quicker. So now I'm all in Nico basement, putting working on the phones. Either that or drive the money more to make the pickups. Man, it's 2008, I'm trying to paint the picture. Comeback season in the works, and now I'm thinking bigger. I got 40 in the studio, every night, late night. Gotta watch it, don't wanna make them sicker. That's my nigga, oh lord. Got a whole lot to show for it. I mean, we could really get it, we could go for it. I'm just here for the bucks and the billies. Don't make me kill one of the ghosts for it. Uh, I run it, they like go for us, run for us, run for us, go for us. Yeah, I mean y'all already wrote for us. Damn, what's one more quote for us? Oh Lord, who else sounding like this? They ain't made me what I am. They just found me like this. I was ready. I've been ready since my dad used to tell me he would come into the house to get me. He ain't show. Valuable lesson, man. I had to grow up. That's why I never ask for help. I do it for you. Then do it for myself. I go zero to one and real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real zero to one and real quick, real quick, real quick. Zero to one and real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real zero to one and real quick, real quick, real quick. Zero to a hundred. What's up? It's your great host, Mr. Ann Bonham, here for episode number two this week. You know, I thank everybody for checking out the previous episode that dropped this week with my guest, Miss Jasmine Farmer, doing very well. A lot of listens. I thank y'all. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend, share, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. I don't know what you're waiting for, man. We got more great things to come. Um, but today, I am joined by Miss Rhonda Danielle. Ruffin. I know you probably wonder why, like, why you give out her whole government name? Because her whole government name is on Facebook, and I feel like, you know, I should just say her whole name. You know what I'm saying? So after the break, we'll be with none other than Miss Rhonda Danielle Ruffin. Yeah. Hello. 
Hello, may I speak to Miss Rhonda Danielle Ruffin? This is she. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the OTW podcast. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for the invite. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no, I know you probably wondering, you know, like I was explaining to the listeners, you know, why you say her whole name, but you have it on your Facebook page, so I feel like it's only right <laughs> that I say Rhonda Danielle Ruffin. <laughs> hey, I am who I am. And no doubt, no doubt. So how you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing this good. This evening, did you have to work? Um, actually, I didn't work at all today. Oh, so you was timing today. Okay, you, yeah. you just chilled out today. I work behind the scenes. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, so even though you were clocked in, you still were behind the scenes. Right. I got you. I got you. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you with today, because I, um, it's so important. You got an event coming up on April eighth, twenty twenty three, at the Wilson Agriculture Center, eighteen oh six Goldboro Street, Wilson, North Carolina two seven eight nine three. For all my people who listen, that's not, um, from the Wilson area, um, about that event. Uh, called Elevating and Building Your Toolbox Workshop, Reclaiming Me. Can you speak on that a little bit and what? how did you get to the point to start this event? Um, well, last year was the first year that we actually did this event. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much um, a mental health event, you know, self-care, self-love, teaching you how to know exactly who you are. A lot of times we're influenced by outsiders versus listening to ourselves. You know, a lot of times we listen to what people have told us that they expect from us and not what we expect for ourselves. We live the life of other people's goals. So the workshop is pretty much giving you the tools, you know, to know how to do what it is that you need to do to move forward in your life, not living someone else's life. So that's why the theme this year is reclaiming me. Because, you know, so many times we're living day to day, but we are not living our authentic selves. Hey, I, I totally agree with that. Um have you been through something yourself that made you get into to this field? First of all, we even get in that. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do like for a living in your background? Um, well, let's see. I am a mental health advocate. Right. Um, what I do is I do counseling, like peer support. Right. I work with a lot of substance abuse um, clients. And I work with a lot of, um, I say adolescents that go through a program of learning how to um, live on their own. Um, you teach them a lot of life skills. You know, you work with them, train them with goals. Um, I've been in mental health since 2006 when my grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. I kind of got thrown into it um, because my mom was doing it and she needed a backup worker. Um, before that, I was in childcare, So kind of went hand in hand, you know, because sometimes in mental health, you have kids that only have the, the intellectual capacity of a child. Right. So um, it kind of just flowed together. So with that being said, you know, I've been in it since 2006, fast forwarding all the way these years later and 2014, I got in a relationship with a guy after getting out of a relationship. Um, and I missed all the signs Mm. because I was in the front, the front seat. I missed all the signs, you know, he worked with me at a mental health facility. Um, and this young man has schizophrenia. So for two and a half years, we were together, and I just thought maybe, you know, he's having a bad day, you know, maybe he got a little narcissism going on. And it wasn't until I woke up and he literally was standing over me about to take my life that I realized, okay, we need to advocate. You know, somebody needs to advocate for people that are ashamed because they're working in the field of mental health or they have to, you know, hold up this image where they don't want to get help because it's not a popular thing to do. So, you know, after I got out of that situation, you know, I was kind of embarrassed, of course, because 
I'm a mental health counselor. So, you know, to be in a relationship for so long and not recognize the signs, he hit them very well, I will say that, but not recognize the signs, you know, it kind of put me in a dark place because it was like, okay, Rhonda, what are you doing wrong? What What is going on with you that you can't see what is going on in other people? You're mm-hmm. trained to do this. This is what you go to, went to school for. You know, you've been in this field for so long. So, you know, I went through that little dark spot. You know, I've been through depression myself after that. Um, but, you know, I try to be to other people what I needed at that time. So that's what this whole Reclaiming Me movement and toolbox workshop is about. You know, being the person that I needed. Um, being the voice for people that are scared to speak out. Because they're in, you know, positions where people don't feel like they require mental health services or that they don't require a life coach or just to have a mentor in their life, you know, if, if any of that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And, and and if you can, you know, if it's something that triggers you or anything like that, then you don't have to. But if you can, can you expand? Because we have a lot of female listeners um, that listen to the pod. Can you expand on the signs of somebody having, being schizophrenic? Um. So, you know, working in mental health and being in a relationship or having an actual family member that has schizophrenia or NPS, multiple personality disorder, or bipolar syndrome, um, you will miss the signs because every individual don't act the same. So some of the things that I missed was the frequent mood swings. Like I'm thinking, you know, you work in mental health, so you know how you are when you leave work. Like I literally, if you guys, you know, anybody follows me, I talk a lot about self-care and taking time for yourself. Anytime I get off work, I take time before I go where my family is and I get the day off of me. You know, I pray, you know, I meditate. And I make sure I'm good before I take that negative energy or, you know, the chaotic energy to any of my, my people. But when you're dating someone with a mental health or in a relationship with um, somebody that's in mental health, it's, it's totally different. Because you're so up close and impersonal, you just miss the signs, literally. Like, I, he was verbally abusive. You know, I've been in an abusive relationship before. You know, I noticed the signs that he was verbally ab- abusive, so I called him on him, you know, like, you know, why do you talk to me this way? You know, words can damage a person. Like, right. um, I was really psychoanalyzing him, just to be honest. But, you know, just kind of throwing it out there. And also, like, days where he literally would disappear. And you don't know where he was. And then when he pops up days later, you know, as a female, you're thinking, oh, he's with somebody else. That's where I was. Not knowing that this man has literally have shaped himself into a mental hospital so that he can get himself together and come back home as if nothing happened. So, you know, those were the signs. Like, he would literally disappear in the thin air, and I wouldn't know where he were, where he was. And then, you know, certain times, me, him, and my son back then would be watching movies, and certain things in movies would trigger him, and he would turn into a totally different person. We had an incident, and I talk about this all the time with all the young ladies that ever been through, you know, abuse mentally or physically, um, or verbal abuse. I talk about this incident with me, me, him, and my son. We were literally watching a movie, and we had cooked brownies together before this. So my son went in the kitchen and he was cutting him some brownies. And I watched the face of the person that I was dating. It was like he turned into someone else. So if you know me, you know I love my child. I'm very defensive when it comes to him. So I'm like, why are you looking at him like that? He's like, you didn't see him? You didn't see that? Meanwhile, it's an open floor plan. So I can see everything that he's doing. He told me that my child was literally standing at the counter with a knife, putting it to his throat, telling him that he was going to kill him. Mind you, my son hadn't said anything. You know, it was at that moment that I should have realized, okay, it's something really wrong with this dude. But I still, you know, when you love somebody, you try to help them. And that's where I was. But 
ladies and gentlemen, if you're in love with somebody or in a relationship with somebody, you care about them a lot, and they're going through any mental health crisis, you definitely cannot be an enabler. And that's what I was. I pacified him so much to the point where I was his therapist. I was his counselor. He depended on me for everything because I knew how to redirect the situation because that's how I was at work. But I didn't realize in that moment that that's what I was doing. Mm. I just thought I was loving him. But, you know, sometimes loving people that have mental health issues, you're deflecting the situation and you're enabling them from getting that help. Yes, I I, I totally um, agree. Um, I also... Ooh, like that, that's that's kind. Of, it makes you kind of think. So, like uh, some of the things you said, like that. Do, why do you do you think? Because you, I did hear when you was talking, you said that you you have been in like an verbally abusive relationship even before that relationship with that young man there, right? Correct. I heard okay. that right. Yeah. So, do you yeah. think? Because you know, sometimes some of us have tolerances, and we like, oh, we've been through this before. And we stay in situations longer than what we should stay in. You know what I'm saying? That, do you feel like right. that was something that you did? Do you feel like, okay, I've been through this before. Um, maybe it's not as bad. Maybe the verbal abuse is not as bad as the as previous long as relationship. He don't put his hands on me. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty yeah. much, you know, where I was. And I'm just going to be honest. And a lot of people don't like to tell the truth. Like, right. this is my truth. I thought I could fix him. And that's I something I could fix him, and that that was the whole problem. That's a mistake I think a lot of us make. We we think yeah. that we can fix anybody, and the thing the thing is is like I used to I used to think that stuff was corny, but I believe you. Every both people should be healed before they even start dating anybody because. And I agree. Yeah, because I feel like if 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 you're you're damaged or hurt with inside that you can, for some reason, yeah, love is powerful and happiness is powerful too. But it's something about somebody who is dark, depressed, and going through things that can rub off and mess up your whole day also. It can. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I I believe in energy. Right. If I'm in a room full of cheerful people, I'm just as cheerful as they are. Right. But also at the same time, if I go in a room and everybody is sad, tired, and depressed, it rubs off on you. It's, it's totally your energy thing. Yeah, and it that, does. And, and pretty much that's, that's how most relationships are. You know, one of us is pouring and the other one is just drinking and not pouring back. So mm. it's 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 tough. You can't really can't really see which way it's gonna go unless everybody is clear hearted, wounds are taken care of, healed up, and the thing is, you have to forgive that person, whether you want to or not, because if you don't forgive them, you can't move forward because you're going to dwell in that situation. Nobody wants to stay stagnant in a situation when simply, you know, just because you forgive them doesn't mean that you have to deal with them. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, I totally agree. Why do you think within in the black community, because we see it a lot online. I mean, I, I've, I've witnessed, I, I think I grew up in a, in a, in a house um, where it probably was like that too. I feel... I, Honestly, do you think, I think everybody thinks their family is somewhat dysfunctional coming up, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, like, I don't know. Family is dysfunctional. Yeah, I don't know what a fully functional family is. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody ain't living like the Cosby show, you know what I'm saying? So, why do you we... You gotta f- remember that even in the Cosby show, 
those kids cut up. They just didn't cut up as bad as other people's kids. They True. did things True. that were rebellious as well. Right. Yeah, they did. They did. And and I said all that to say in, in, in our community, especially the black community in the early days, we we saw like we see like a lot of people who are very toxic to each other and they think that's something cute. Like they're they like they can't feel like they can't be in a relationship unless they're getting fussed out or they're fussing back, or he don't love me if he doesn't do this toxic thing, like leave for three days and come back and like just crazy things that we do to each other that we think equivalent equivalent is equivalent to showing love. Like why do you think that is a punt that is on our, our people mentally. Why do we think that doing crazy stuff to each other or cussing each other out or physically verbally abusing somebody is a sign of love that you care? Why does that mean that somebody, why do people have their self confused of thinking that the other person cares when they do things like that? Well, I can only speak for myself. I feel, I felt like, because I, I look, I'm honest, I'm a, I keep it 100 with you, I keep it a book. I was just as toxic as the next person. I was one of those friends, one of those girlfriends. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say baby mama. I never gave my baby my baby daddy no beef. I always did what I had to do. But you know, I was one of those people in a relationship. You raise your voice, I'm raising my voice back. But mm-hmm. the thing is, you reflect what you see at home. You reflect what you grow up around, and it might not even have been your home. It could have been you visiting a friend, you being at your aunt's or your uncle's house, your grandparents, or just simply thinking that's what you're supposed to do. Like literally, with me, you know, until I came into myself and figured out that I really loved me, like who I was. That's why I, if if that dude didn't fuss with me, some you don't love me. Why you not fussing back? That, to me, you ain't paying me no mind. Yep. And they used to get underneath my skin. Yeah. <laughs> so I was definitely toxic. I was one of those females that felt like now I ain't never been a female that you get on Facebook and you read about my whole relationship. We, right. None of that. <laughs> if, even if me and my husband go through something, you know, and you know, in any marriage, you gonna have you know occurrences where you're not proud of those those yeah. moments. Same thing with a relationship. You know, for the most part, you know, for ninety three percent of our marriage, it's all good. But we have our BS too. I'm just gonna Of be course, honest. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we nobody's have our perfect. That we go yep. through too. That's um, true. And I had my husband, I gotta say it, and I, people be like, You you gonna my husband need a death, but they gotta realize where I came from and where I am, he is a big part of that. Because I bought that toxic that toxicity into our marriage, into our relationship. Where he's not argumentative. If they know him, he's quiet. Mm-hmm. He don't say much, and I would literally try to pick an argument with him. So one day he finally told me, I don't care how much you try to push me away, how much you yell, coming in here throwing stuff, it's not going to make me move any quicker. It's not going to make me love you any less. He's like, you need a lot of less. You need to allow me to love you like I'm trying to. He was just, he kept it 100 with me, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, you can love me without fussing me, fussing with me? You can love me without putting your hands on me? You can love me without telling everybody our business? And that made me that, that made me see that man in a total different light because I had never had that before. It was always, oh no, you want to you cheat on me? I'm gonna cheat on you because you know in your bio, you know I laughed and I joked at it, but I told myself I need to add this to my bio. And my sister in law like, what was it? I said he said he was a reformed cheater. And I'm telling you, <laughs> that was me. that was me. I don't care what relationship yeah. I was in, how good that relationship was. There was always somebody else or somebody else or somebody else. Yeah, you know, and and I can say that my. Not even my son's father, but my ex after my son's father. He was 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to cheat, not even knowing. So I just kept that trade up. I just felt like, you know, that's how I love somebody. I don't love you if I don't cheat on you. That's how I felt. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know where I, I learned to cheat at? 
When I moved back, when I moved back here from Texas, I worked at a place that you know a lot of familiar people know. Uh, a place called Firestone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's why it's so. Fu- I'm gonna tell you why it's so funny. So me being a young man coming back here in 20 when I come back from Texas about 2010, 20, 2011, being a young impressionable man in his 20s. And that's why it'd be so funny, like when some of my friend, Facebook friends, uh, show their their either their grandfathers or their fathers or their aunts and uncles that work at Firestone. They're like, "Hey, happy birthday!" And I'll be looking like, "That's your?" Like, yeah. I said, "Okay, I see where you get it." I mean, I'm not gonna speak on it, but I like, "Okay, I see where you get it from now." Like, cause okay. I, it was the craziest thing. Like, they kind of working out there put fear in me, cause you know, at the time it was swing shift. I was in a relationship, a chick that was older than me. She probably was in her thirties when I was in my twenties. And, um, you know, of course, she had kids. So when I had to work the shift, the midnight shift from 12 to 8, sometimes I would get off early at 4 and I just would come in the door. Like, you know, I wasn't calling home and say I'm coming home. I'm like, why should I know? You should be sleeping anyway. You and the kids should be sleeping anyway. So if you're not doing nothing, why should I call home to come home to my place and I'm paying bills? You know what I'm saying? So she'd be like, why why you? Why didn't you just let me know you was coming home? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why should I? Why would I break your sleep? What, what, you know what I'm saying? It, it messed up my trust because I seen so much crazy stuff happen out there. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it, it was some crazy stuff going on, you know, at Firestone. And I'm pretty sure you, you I'm pretty sure that you have deflected that as well because of what you've done. You yeah. expect for people to do that to you as well. Yeah, and, um, that's, and I so say I say it all the time because, and like I say on the show before, I know you, you're not a, you're not a long time listener yet, but a lot of people that listen, they know I say it so many times that they they can quote when they see me in person. Um, uh, eleven plus years cheat free. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it fell off of my whole facts now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, 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 me being a cheater has fell off my whole facts since I'm eleven years clean. Yeah, you know I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, back then, of course, a lot of black men don't know how to communicate. Now I'm a better communicator, so I can tell my issues and problems. Right. And if we can't work out to it, then hey, we need to split. I'm, I'm one of the people like it's it's a lot of women who probably is pissed at me because. I think a lot of people can, a lot of dudes go back to situations. You know, a lot of people like to go back to toxic things. A lot of people like to go back mm-hmm. to things because when they get to something that they're not used to, they're like, okay, let me go back to something that's familiar. Me? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women to tell you like, hey, this, this dude will really not call me back. Like, he really not texting me back. Like he's not, you know, like when he when I'm done, I'm like done. So, you know, I got to that point and I'm like, it's just not worth it. I'd rather, because, you know, them, them years I was cheating, I'm going to be honest, because that person I was cheating on, uh, was heavily in the church. Their parents was heavily in the church, so it's like weird stuff that was happening and stuff that it was that was that was happening during that time. I'm not gonna get too deep up here, cause I, I don't I don't know everybody who listens, and I don't want this, you know, then to feel like this about it. But yeah, so it was it was convicting me real bad, like a lot of times, and like because at first I didn't have no conscience about it, but then I started getting conscious about it out of nowhere, and I'm like, you know what? Start chilling on yourself. And yeah, it's crazy, and, and then like certain things will happen because of course I was raised up in the church. A lot of us were raised in church, but then we get up and go our own way. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. but. Um, I was ready to mature, so I, I kind of, I was feeling it because a lot of things was also happening to me. I'm not one of these people that's naive and like, dang, what's happening? It's them people like, I start to think like, what am I doing wrong to cause this to happen? I'm making okay. buku money, but why am I not having no money? I don't have no kids. Like, where's my money going to? I'm like, I'm, all this stuff was kept happening. Like, I want to tell y'all a lot of a lot of the problems as we get older are a reflection of the the, the choices that we do ourselves. And a lot of y'all blame other people's mm-hmm. mis, misplaced 
you know, misplaced anger at other places. But if you stop sometimes and just take a minute because you run into places. But if you're cheating, you got to take care over there. And if like if I was, you had a home. It's, it's too many things you got to be <laughs> obligated to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, look, I told my husband, man, I tell him all the time, I said, you, you blessed. Yeah. Like, what you mean by this? I said, because look, you... I ain't, you know, back in the day. Yeah. If I had been married back then, I, you know, me and my husband probably still, we probably wouldn't be married no more. Cause I, I was something else. Like I'm one, <laughs> I'm one female that's gonna always keep it a hundred. I like what I like. If mm-hmm. I see what I like, I'm gonna go after what I like. I've always yeah. been that way. But it's something about that change. So I told him. That's I said, a good thing. I said I can never think of a time where I was in a relationship. And it was just the person, me and the person I was dating. I can never think of a time. It was always somebody else. And I think I kept a ram in the bush, as they would say. Right. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm always, my, my, like I said, the, the first, very first serious relationship that I had, he taught me how to cheat. Everything that he was doing, it was like, okay, I can do this too. But I became better than him at it. I just never stopped mm. until, you know, t- 2016 put me in perspective, like, Having your life flash before your eyes with your child in the next room, you know. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of makes you look for yourself. So, you know, I had to sit myself down and talk to myself to make sure I was good. Um, but, yeah, like, cheating, it was nothing. I told my husband, I said, listen, I can remember a time back in 2012 where I was living with this guy. We had been together since 2009, dealing with each other since 2008. We was living in a house together, nice house, in Rocky Mount. I was working with another dude. And I was dealing with him, and I was dealing with a guy that I met at Shaq's. Now, I ain't. I, I <laughs> now, see, you just hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, but the fact that you met a guy at Shaq's, that's a, that's a red flag right there, Rhonda. It's a big red flag. <laughs> I used to be a mess. So, it was, I told him, I said, I was at work one day. I'll never forget. I was at work one day, and the guy I lived with brought me lunch. The guy that I worked with came to the door like he was going to check him. First of all, sir, play your position. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like that. So later that day, I'm getting off work. And the other guy that I'm talking to to go to Shaq's, he's at the 24-hour McDonald's. Me and the guy that I work with don't went over there to the store, you know, because... I know exactly where that McDonald's is at. I've been... So we over there. And they... How you got the two side dudes at the store beefing about to fight each other? <laughs> now, the other dude at home don't know what's going on. He, he innocent, or I thought he was innocent. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, it is what it is. But that's that's kind of what broke me. Like I was doing way too much. So the guy that I live with at home, I always thought he was a good guy. You know, we had problems in the beginning of our relationship, but it wasn't bad. You know, I just was doing my thing. So you know, at the end of the relationship, it was kind of like I found out that he was cheating, and I'm like, what? It, what is going on? Now you couldn't have been mad at it. My, <laughs> I could. I couldn't even be mad, but I was hurt, and I was hurt so bad. I was hurt so bad to the point where it was like I left. My family to move down here <laughs> <laughs> to Rocky Mountain of all places, like you. <laughs> yes. So it was kind of like, uh, so after that, it was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm, I don't got it in me no more because it like it took me out. It really did. I was hurt, boy. So and then it really was bad because we kept living together even after we had broken up. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was it was terrible, but. Not for us together, but just to know that I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, we're just living as roommates now. You know, it is what it is, but... And that's a bad place yeah. to be when y'all start living like roommates. I've been been there, done yeah. that too. <laughs> it's great when that's it's over, right. and it's like, hey, you know, now that's the good thing. That's just one of the best things of of growing up. And you know, my pops was in the military. He, he put certain values and stuff in me. 
the best thing ever is to learn to have my own and, and to make sure my name is on things. So I couldn't be put out just like, like a dude that just only had a PlayStation to his name, like they do these other okay. dudes. So I couldn't go nowhere. Like I you like to teach my yeah. brother and my uh, uncle. There, I'm still working on my brother, but my uncle, he learned it this time around. You know, he's, he's been married, left his wife, he had another baby, he met his wife. And, but every time in between, he had to move back home with my mama. Yeah. And so finally, you know, this last time when he moved in with the chief, you know, they engaged or whatever now. But I noticed that when he moved, he said, I was smart this time. I said, what you mean? He said, everything in my name. Is, Ain't nobody going to tell me to get out. I'm going to be the one to tell somebody to get out. <laughs> I said, don't even look at it like that. But it's a good thing you got everything in your name. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to rub it off on my brother. But, you know, even when me and my husband first got together, you know, that. I've, I've always been a female that I need to be in control. I need to be in control because I've been hurt so much. So I had never lived with anybody mm. other than my parents. I've always had my own. If anything, the men I dated, they lived with me. So I can tell them to get out. I mean, I'm just going to be honest because you're not going to put me out there. So when it was time for me and my husband to, you know, combine our households and move in together. It was hard I to really do. wasn't. It was hard to do. Like, I had to get adjusted. So I'm all in. Like, I don't want to move in with you. Let's just find a house where we can both put our names up there. He was like, I can just add your name to the lease. I was like, or I can add yours to mine. You know, that's, it was kind of like a back and forth thing. But, you know, growing up, you know, growing up, even as an adult, I had to grow up. So in my adult growingness, you know, I learned a lot. You know, so I try to advocate a lot for people in mental health. Because I've been that person. I don't want to say that I'm a mental health patient, but we all are. We all are. At yeah. some point, you all yeah, are. we all are. At some point in our life, we've been through something that's had us in a dark place. We've been through something that had us depressed. If it was only for a day, you mm-hmm. know, our anxiety gets high at times, whether it's in traffic, you're in a store, there's too many people in there, or, you know, with COVID, a lot of people got those anxiety problems. Yeah. Like, we are all mental health patients. And when people begin to realize that, we can live better. I, to- I totally agree. That. I totally agree. I think all of us at least have, have some some have suffered from some form of post traumatic stress Something. disorder. All of us exactly. have. Exactly. All of us Everybody. have. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So I had a question. So if you're my so you said you know how you you was controlling. I, I'm going somewhere with this. I tell my friends and they listen to this. If if depending on what you say, they go like, "Hey, you did tell me." I tell my friends this all the time. My guy friends. <laughs> So you saying that, you know what I'm saying, at the time before, you know, you got yourself together that you was very controlling. Now, was your mother controlling like that? She still is. I'm just saying. I love you her. Did, yeah, yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. She still is. So, I learned, everything I learned, I learned it from my mama. I'm glad you said that. So, cause this is one I ain't of my, gonna lie. This is one of my <laughs> things right here. You know how most dudes are, like, scared to meet the parents? Mm-hmm. I'm totally opposite. Like, you know, girl, I'm totally opposite. Because, I need to meet her because I need to know yeah, what I'm getting into. Thank you, because <laughs> this is my whole thing right here. I always look at if the if the dad is around, and if the dad is around, I want to see how he at. You can always tell, because you can always tell if the mom controlling, if you go over there and visit, like doing the holidays or something, and mom just giving out all these orders. You dad, do this, do this, that. And the dad just sitting there not saying one word. He's sitting in his recliner just shaking his head and like, okay, okay, girl. Okay, Barbara Jean, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mama house. Yeah. Get out of my mama house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, Everybody that know me, they know my mom. That's my uh-huh. best friend. Yep. And, you know, everything I can say up here, me and her, we talk. That's how we are. Right. And, you know, I tell her sometimes that certain things I do, she's agree my child. But the scenario that you just described, like, that's literally my dad. When you go to the house, he speaks <laughs> to everybody that comes in, but he don't get out of the recliner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's taking his food. 
You know, you need anything else? You, you, you need, it's like... And that always tells me what I need to know. Is the thing I like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd be like, look. But I had to learn, like, even, you know, even in that, my mom, my mom grew up with her parents being together as well. My oh. grandmother was the same way with my, my granddaddy. So, I mean, I, it had to stop with me. You had, had to break to it. You had to break I'm it. I'm a firm believer that it, it got to stop somewhere. I don't even like to use the term generational curses mm -hmm. because it ain't, it's not generational. Because it don't pass on to every generation. You have to pick that up. You don't mm. have to pick up everything that you grow up in. That's you true. are not your environment, you know? That's true. So, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely was controlling. I was controlling. You know, sometimes every now and then, my husband fired at me. Because he's like, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> like, and when he when he get, he got a certain firmness to his voice, when I know I've overstepped my bounds. And that was that's one man in his life that I, I have never complained about being submissive to i didn't have a problem with being submissive to and i was able to put down my you know my uh how they say uh head of the household position. Yeah. <laughs> because it was drill easy, sergeant easy to take his lead yeah, yeah because i ran listen even with my son he'd probably be ready to you know date a girl that ain't so mouthy because i ain't <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, you, you live and you learn it. And certain people bring out different characteristics in all of us. And I know everybody I, knows that. I, you I got agree. some people that they feed off of our toxic traits, you know? Yeah. And you got some people that pour into us that yeah. we don't have to be toxic anymore. They te they, they're, they're teaching us how to love us and learning how to love us as well because we're being teachable yeah. and we're able to teach them how to do so. I you know, it's, totally it's agree. a back and forth situation. Like you said, what, what did you say earlier? Communication? Communication. Yeah, communication is good, but I got I to gotta say this. Communication is no good if the person can't comprehend. That's true, too. Yeah, I agree. You got to be able to comprehend and communicate. Yeah. And a lot of people don't got that. They feel like they're communicating because they're having dialogue. No, ma'am. That is mm -hmm. no, sir. That's not communication. Yeah. You got to be able to comprehend what I'm saying. Comprehend the actions that I'm doing. Comprehend, like, it's a two-way street. I don't believe in 50-50. It's 100-100. You give your 100, I'm going to get my 100. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I don't want it. I can agree with that. That's that's why I don't um I don't agree. You know, and we, we see that all the time because we're in the social media world now. You know that some people, when they break up and then they see their ex with somebody else and, they, and they're with the other person thriving, they actually married the other person and they're doing good in life. And, and you know, people get up there and cry and they have their pity party and their girls, oh, they didn't do that with me or they try to throw shade on another girl. <laughs> like, no, it, it, the, other, the other person has brought out something better in them that you couldn't do. Just, you exactly. know, grieve right there and wait your turn and then maybe your God or whatever you believe in to provide that person that you need for you. But you also got to be open and willing to be ready to receive that person when that person come to. That's right. You know what That's I'm saying? Because right. the right person, I, I got a homeboy who said, said a, a lot of people ain't going ain't gonna to meet that man because a lot of that man's, and probably one of them guys in them DMs was was meant for you. <laughs> but you, exactly. over, you overlooked that guy. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to do. I tell anybody, as to how you and your husband met, meet, he slid in my DM. <laughs> he slid in my DM. And it wasn't what he was saying. It was the actions that he was doing. Mm -hmm. It was his actions. It, it? Wasn't a, it wasn't a simple good morning, beautiful. It was, hey, how you doing? I can tell by your Facebook. I can tell you exactly what he said. Hey, how you doing? I can tell by your Facebook status you're going through something. If it's okay, can I pray for you? That's exactly what that man said. Hey, that's, that's a good that, man. At that point, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this a new line. 
<laughs> yeah, because most because most women are, are used to just the same two or three lines, and they get tricked every time. Like, cause mm-hmm. the, the 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 beard era then left a lot of single mothers out here. Because <laughs> like a beard, man. The, but the beard, but I'm but let's be honest. See, like you said that to be able to it's a good with communication and comprehend. And I might be hating because I can't grow the size. Yeah, you know I mean, I might be hating a little bit <laughs> on the dudes of the beards. But shout out, shout out to you dudes of the beards. But let's be honest. <laughs> A lot, like you say, substance of being able to comprehend. There's not no substance behind 100% of those beards. Like, what you see in that picture with the beards, that's pretty much all you're going to get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With a lot of people. A nice lineup. Yeah, a, a nice lineup a, of lies. A, a, yeah, nice lineup <laughs> of lies. A whole Bible worth of Bible verses of lies. You know what I mean? But, but, it was a, it, you know, the DMs is definitely like, I thank God I answered that message that day because I, I kept looking at it like, I say nothing like what do this person want yeah. because everybody was because that breakup because i was engaged i was literally engaged wedding plan everything paid for so when i went through that like i had to let everybody know like this wedding is not we're not going forward like and right. i had to what did they say it was time for me to tell my story right like i've been in this house i've been getting beat up i've been getting verbally abused like you guys need to know this like you guys need to know that i have been babysitting this grown man's feeling and protecting him from everybody. Like, things that I was going through, my my mom and my dad and my brother, they didn't, my uncle, they didn't know about it. And we were close-knit family. Now, my mom did get to witness an incident between us one time. And he was talking to her, like, your daughter, you need to talk to her. He said the third. And she was like, uh, that's y'all problem. Don't put me in it. He was like, yeah, she pregnant by her uncle. Well, my mom was like, wait, what? That was a part of the schizophrenia. He, my family is very close-knit. Like, it's, when we grew up, it was me, my uncle, and my brother. A lot of people think we're all sisters and brother, but my uncle's the youngest, and he's actually the uncle. So, okay. even my mom. So, we're, we're close. When you see us, we hug on each other, we kiss on each other, you know, we love on each other. That's, 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 that's us. That's what we do. But somebody that doesn't have a family that's lovey-dovey and expresses love the way I was did, um, and that was him. So he didn't really understand, like, why every time you see them, they got to hug you? Why you always got to see your mama every day? Yes, I do. Ha- I did have to see my mama every day. Right. I really did. Um, so he didn't understand that. So we had went to my mom's house about two weeks before that. And when my uncle came in, he gave me a hug. And I was like, oh, I miss you. I, did- I hadn't seen him in a couple of days. No, I miss you. You know, we sitting there and we're talking. And I noticed that when we left, the dude had an attitude, but he didn't say anything. But he brought it up to my mom. I had found out I was pregnant. You know, God has a way of working things out. I had found out I was pregnant, and that was one of his issues. I don't know if that's my baby or your uncle's. And I'm like, this dude really is crazy. Yeah, like, that is crazy. So after going through that with him, it was kind of like I dodged a bullet. You know, I had a miscarriage in March of 2016. Because my timeline go real fast. It seemed like I was still working in my whole tendency. <laughs> I, had a, I had a miscarriage in March of 16 you know after we had the miscarriage we decided that we still was going to try to move forward and get married that wedding was supposed to be August the 28th of that year we didn't make it we didn't even make it to May we broke up and got back together June 12th he came to my house late one night and I'm like did you walk here he was like yeah I, I did he walked to my house from Rocky Mount I lived in Sharpsburg at the time what and <laughs> Yes, and he told me, he said, who's been in your house? Somebody been here. You know how you sit on a suede couch or a microfiber couch and got the butt print in it? Yeah. He was like, it looks like he was laying on a couch with a man. I'm like, how you see that from the butt print in the couch? Like, dude, really? So he tripped out. You know, he calmed down, and we went to sleep. 
I woke up because I felt like, you know how you feel somebody get off the bed? Yeah. So I was like, fine, get off the bed. Got my brother going to the bathroom. So when I get ready to turn over, he's standing over me with a kitchen knife. And he's like, who are you sleeping with? Who in the bed with us? Who underneath the bed? Like, he's going back and forth. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm about to die. My son is in the next bedroom. I'm getting ready to die. Like, this, that's all I can think of. Wanda, you need to think fast. And I'm like, oh, he gone. He running out the back door. You need to go catch him. When he took off to go towards the kitchen back door, you need to know. As soon as he got to the door, I dead bolted the door and called 911. Like, y'all need to come get this man. He trying to kill me. Me and my son is in his house. By the time the police was there, got there, he was gone. They could not find him. And we don't know where he, I mean, even right now to the day, nobody knows where that young man is. Are you serious? I haven't, I haven't seen him since that day. Now, when me and Dominique got engaged and we put the announcement on Facebook, he commented on it. I hadn't seen him. I hadn't heard from him. None of that. But since me and Dominique got engaged, I think that July, that January after that we got engaged, January 29th, so maybe the next two months, his brother reached out to me and asked me had I heard from him. And I told him no. Like, why would I, you know, talk to him? And he was like, well, we hadn't heard from him. And right now to the day, they still have yet, they still have yet to hear from him. Like, nobody knows where he is. You know, I pray for him. I still pray for him, like, wherever he is, God. You know, I hope he got the help that he needed. But, you know, that's not here or there. It's really not my business. Right. But as a Christian, you know, I, I pray for him. I pray that he's okay. But, that's how far off the deep end he really was. Good God. So, yeah, that's that's a little too yeah. much. Oh, trust me. It really was. Like, to the point where, you know, it, it, it was crazy. Like, when me and him was broken up in between that time frame, you know, I was, you know, Dominique had slid in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> so, we was talking back and forth. You know, he would come and see me or whatever when he got off work because he worked between shift and out of. So when he got on work, you know, he would come and see me or, you know, he would come and um, shoot with me at my uncle's um, daughter's mom's house because she would be braiding my hair or whatever. And one night when I got home, he was like, who is that in the bushes? Who is that? What's he talking about? You know, he sent me an inbox. And I'm like, oh, we're not together no more. This is in between one of the times that we're actually broken up before the actual breakup. Mm. So I'm like, uh, this dude tripping. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, don't call me no more. Don't text me no more. You know, don't worry about who I'm at at my house. And I don't know, Dominique was getting some work done, so whatever he was driving at time. So, you know, with Lexus, they keep giving you, like, uh, a rental car every time you get work done. Right. So he was switching out cars, but he was literally watching watching everything that we were doing. Like, and it, it, it was kind of scary. So that's yeah, what that's... made me, like, really realize I needed a gun permit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> Definitely got to stay safe on that one. Um, but but besides all that, I, I got a question. I want to ask you, and I want you to be completely. And I know you're gonna give me an honest answer because yeah, you give all the vibe. You everything is organic. When a, when a, of course we both know cheating is wrong between male female. It's, it's just cheating, and cheating is just plain wrong. I wouldn't advise nobody to do it. So, but in the case you're in a relationship, I want to talk about to the, the fellas that's in a relationship, and I can't talk about marriage. I'm not married, but just relationships, and maybe you can give the aspect for people if you're married. If the woman cheats, this is going to sound kind of funny. Now, this is going to sound kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? But to me, do you think if the woman cheats, the guy, there's no way the guy should take the woman back compared to if a guy cheats? The only reason I say that, now hear me out, hear me out. The reason why I say that, because historically, guys, 
when we cheat, it I, I never like I never wanted to be with another girl or cheating. They were just, I guess, easy access and they were just throwing it to me. Women sometimes they go and find dudes that they might have actually liked. You know what I'm saying? Somebody they actually liked or they see something in that guy. So that's why I say, do you think you like on a level if they, if if the woman got caught cheating? Should a guy take him? Will he be crazy for taking her back? Because I, I had a theory that if you take a girl back, basically the dude that she was having sex with basically has sex with you too. Because <laughs> he, he's I mean, making you look stupid right now. To keep it 100, you, you're not lying. I'm not lying? I mean, oh, thank you. You're not lying. Because, I mean, I, you know, I look at everything from every point of view. I like to look at myself as one of the guys. I'm just going to be honest. Right. So I have to look at it from both versions. Like, even if that woman goes out and she, as a woman, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm a sapiosexual. Mm-hmm. You and I ain't got to be physically attracted to you, but if you can hold a conversation and you can com- comprehend, right? That attra- I get it. I'm attracted to that. So mentally, we gonna leave mentally and emotionally. We're gonna if we ever go that way, it's nothing that is about the physical. I can be cheating from simple text messages, right? Because this person can hold a conversation with me. They know how they they know what they know what to say when I need when I need it. You know, like I'm just gonna be honest. It isn't always about the sex. Sometimes the person you with not holding your interest because y'all not a y'all not compatible intellectually. So true. Should he take a back? If that woman cheated on that man, girl, she was already gone. So if you take her back, she gonna do it again unless you figure out how to get inside of her head and give her what she needs mentally. Most men feel like if they lay in pipe, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that up there. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can. This is, okay, it, if they lay in pipe the right way, curving to the left, curving to the right, you know, getting all the time, <laughs> that that's gonna keep that chick at home. But I can't come to you when I had a hard day at work and be like, baby, I just want you to hold me. I just want to tell you about my day. I had a client today that committed suicide. Like, my husband know my job is overwhelming. Right. So when I come home, and I'm like, Dom, I need you to hold me. It's whatever he's doing, that man stop. And a lot of men don't, they don't, and women also, because men need the same thing that we need. If you come home and you tell your wife or your fiance or your girlfriend, you know, I had a hard day at work, babe. Like, you know, work was working today. I'm, I'm mentally and physically exhausted. And she puts down everything that she has for you. It's nothing that another woman can say to you or do to you to make you want to leave this lady that you are completely 100% comfortable with emotionally, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually. Y'all so, when y'all soul ties tie together, they connect. Everybody is a puzzle, but everybody piece don't fit. You get what I'm That's saying? That's true. I agree. And until people realize that, they going to, they're going to always think physical. It's, n- it's not always physical. Yeah. Intellect and emotional ties is just as good. I agree. They're just as good as the physical. Honestly. when you get up and that ping don't get working no more, <laughs> then what? She get up and that faucet ain't dripping like it used to? Mm-hmm. Then what? What y'all got after that? So it's got to be more than physical. Honestly, so if, I, she, if a woman cheat on a man, it's over. I'm I, I'm, I'm, I, I always, I, 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 I had to get the air horn on that. Hey, look, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I've been, I've been telling my friends that for a long time. Honestly, if you get her mentally and intellectually first before you get her the sex, it's, you really pretty much got. Her. If you can do that, but a lot of people don't think like that. Yeah, and the crazy part about it is, you know, I, I'm about to my husband your podcast today. Me and my husband started talking, you know, seriously, you know, the end of July, maybe. 
almost 16. Right. You know, we, we were dating. We were doing everything. But the thing about it is we were doing everything but having sex. That was one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Because I always felt like I needed to use my body to get what I wanted from a man. Right. But I never had to ask him for anything. I got my engagement ring before he got any funds. Too many women can't say that. And it was a comprehensive, intellectual, emotional connection before the physical connection. Mm. Because sex sometimes blinds a lot of stuff, too. That's why a lot of people in these yeah. bad relationships, they're not compatible with, like you said. Yeah, because so sex will blind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sex will blur a lot of lines. It'll blur a lot. It'll blur a lot of lines. So that's crazy. And even when you said, I just, just want to, just one last question on that. But even like when you said that if a guy, if a girl ever cheats on a guy, it's pretty much over. And like if the guy claimed and he takes her back. And even I, honestly, you said he's gonna have to try to connect with her emotionally and physically. But honestly, if that's that's like if that woman is really for you, because me, I think she always looks at mm -hmm. you as food and soft because you took her back after she had been, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this guy, I think she always looks at you. Yeah, I think she always looks at you as soft if you ever take her back. I think she always mm -hmm. do. I might be wrong. And then, you know, sometimes you know, I can't speak for everybody. I literally don't believe that cheating is a mistake. I believe that the return act is the mistake. Like, I mean, I believe that the, make, I'm going to say cheating can be a mistake, but the return act makes it not a mistake because oh, yeah. you're not going to keep making the same mistake over and over, over and over, and over yeah. again. That good feeling mistake. Maybe you wanted to do that. This wasn't a mistake. Oh, so, so basically you're telling us Charles off being Mex is just, he's just nasty out here. Charles out there doing his thing. Charles, <laughs> Charles, Charles need to leave the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he need to go. <laughs> but but Charles also, it's a lot of things you can learn from Charles because Charles is also what happens when the relationship they ain't seeing out of eyes. You can see the storyline. The wife ain't happy with her life. He's not kind of happy with their life. He's not where he wants to be physically for the family. I mean, um, um, financially for the family. Um. Lucille kind of is not there with him all the time. They got to struggle to even have intimate moments. Yeah. Those are, those are, I guess those are the, the, the hard times in a relationship where you got, I guess they, you're supposed to force you to form stronger, but you got to you know, be able to weather it. You got you to gotta be able to weather it. Can you stand the rain? <laughs> can, hey, that's it. Yeah, that's what it is. Can you stand the rain? But a lot of people can. If, if, if you, you get weak and you go around a woman like Charles went around who's um, promiscuous, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be yeah. over for you. It's going to be over for you. The thing that I, I don't get about women, and this is in, in my in my um, experiences, a lot, of, a lot of my exes can't never see that when they have a good thing, how much their single friend is looking at us, like looking at your man. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand how women don't see, like they never see that, man. I, you know what I'm saying? They never see that. And I've seen that in like two relationships, but see, I did, like I said, I'm 11 years chief. I never, I never took it there. But a lot of times the women that y'all praise my girl, this is my girl, that if the uh, opportunity strikes, presents itself, they will sleep with your man. I'm, telling you I've, I've seen it too many yes, times i've been there the opportunity there. has came too many times but well, i still i've yeah. never done it i've never slept with any of my friends men i've never done it oh no that's some, it it's some women that me. hold it down yeah but it, it's a yeah, lot no, that don't but i've had it done to me but right. it's like girl i can't i can't believe you did it to me you know my cutoff game is real strong because if i'm gonna cut you off i'm cutting him off too because yeah. it took both of y'all to do this yeah no nah, i don't i don't want to hear that 
and a lot of a lot of female. Oh, I'm loyal to my friend. Girl, she done did this man. She gonna do the next one too. Let her go and let him go. Let them be happy together. Yeah. Mm-mm. Friends don't do stuff like that. That's them associates and you know people that's got that hidden agenda. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How how do you feel about how do you feel about say and I'm not talking about the guy who who is causing like the schizophrenic guy, but say guys you have dated in the past. How do you say how do you feel about maybe them because Wilson is a small place, end up down the line mm-hmm. meeting one of your friends, and one of your friends didn't know that y'all used to date and they get together and they end up kicking off as a relationship. Are you still friends with your friend? I don't want nothing that I had. If I had it, I don't ever want it back, and I'm not gonna be mad with nobody for doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's they that's that's what they want to do. They can do it. I'm not gonna be mad at them. I've had a situation where, when I was younger, me and my son's godmom literally was dating the same guy, and we didn't know. Oh, at the same time. At the same time, and when she came to me, I didn't stop talking to her because one, she didn't know. Nobody knew about me. Like I said, he was 10 years older than me. He was finessing me to death. That's what he was doing. It was always somebody else. So when she was describing him to me, I'm like, what's his name? So when she said it, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And even after that, like, I was young and dumb back then. I am probably like 20, 21. I stayed with him another three, four years with a hundred other women that he was with. And he, I don't know how he's doing now, but I see him from time to time around here. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, if they choose to be with somebody that I've already been with, it wasn't my time to be with that person. It was I had my time with that person. Yeah. It wasn't meant for me to be with that person. So therefore, I don't have to. I don't feel no type of way about them being with them. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But there's a lot of people who, oh my god, like man, I do not care about nothing that I, you know, I've done before. Like we're not in a bad space with none of my exes, none. But I don't care. Like maybe you might make them happy better than I did. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But a lot of people yeah, don't think no. about it like that. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about it like that. Do you do your thing. You like it, I love it. Yeah, they might be soulmates. You feel me? That that is that is man, that is interesting. You know, it's right. I, I definitely learned a whole lot about you today. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you know, I, I stay low key, but I'm a human. Yeah, yeah, all of us, <laughs> somebody all of us. Told me, somebody told me earlier this week. You know, I went outside last weekend. You know, oh boy. So I went outside last weekend and somebody told me, like, you know, you're really cool. You're really down to earth. Like, I really thought you was like this stuck up church girl. And I was like, wait, what? Well, you don't even give off them vibes. Even before this talk, you don't give off. You definitely don't know. Yeah, you don't even give off that. I'm real out here in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't know why they would even say that, man. Yeah, Yeah, me and my husband was laughing so hard. I'm like, well, that was funny to me. Yeah. I know they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, even before talk you tonight, you you don't even give off no stuck up type vibes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know, I ain't sweating it. You know, everybody got an opinion about somebody. But yep. I tell you, if anybody follow me on any type of social media or, you know, anything that I do, I tell them. If there's anything you need to know about me, ask me. I'm the best best person to tell yeah, you. Yeah, don't go nowhere else. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. yeah, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. Not at all. I ain't yeah. got no secrets. And that's what it is. A lot of people be having preconceived notions on people or what they thought they heard, and sometimes they'd be dead off. They just prejudge somebody before they even get to know. Them. And I'd be like, "Yo, y'all are tripping, tripping," because I, I go to church. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't around here judging folks because I'm human just like everybody else. Right. That's that's true. 
That's true. Definitely. We we all go through daily. We all, you know what I'm saying, get tried daily. You know what I'm saying? It's all about how you handle it and uh get through the situation. Hopefully, hopefully with with, with class and <laughs> and you know, not not a lot of sass. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely yeah. That was the name of my first business. Was classy sassy. Classy sassy. <laughs> yeah, that was the name of my first business. Classy sassy. Oh man, no doubt. Um Give the people your social media handles and where they can reach you if they want to know more info about your um, events and also Um, other things going on with you. There is an event that's created on Facebook for the workshop, and that's Elevating and Building Your Toolbox Workshop, Reclaiming Me. Um, Anybody can find the event. I try to send out as many invites as I can. You can follow my Facebook social media. It's Rhonda Daniel Riffin, as Aunt gave y'all in the beginning. (laughs) Um, there's also two business pages. I have Elevation Phase and Crown on Enterprise on Facebook. They are also the same on Instagram. Crown on um, Crown on Enterprise and Elevation Phase both on Instagram. Um, those are both of my businesses. Um, I'm located at 5100 Brewer Court, Suite D, out there where the State Farm building out building is on 58. Um, come see me. I'm there Monday through Thursday from 11 to 5. Okay, no doubt. I definitely thank you for coming on and giving out that info. Any last words you want to leave to people? Just be yourself. Be yourself. Make sure you know what makes you work. Make sure you know what makes you happy so that when somebody come up to you with any type of BS, you know how to reject anything that's not going to help you grow. That's all I got to say. No doubt, no doubt. And that's Miss Rhonda Danielle Ruffin. We thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday morning because that's when they're going to hear this on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. You know what I'm saying? All the streaming platforms. All the streaming platforms that we're on right now. Uh, Listeners are very, 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 very good. I usually only do one episode a week, but you know, I called you last week, hit you up last week and said, hey, look, I need to get you on. So this, I'm doing two per week. And um, I I thank you definitely for joining me. Yes, sir, and I appreciate the invite. All right, you have a good rest of the night. Go ahead and get ready for your live. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, thank Bye. you. Mm-hmm. All right, that was Miss Rhonda Danielle Ruffin. Definitely thank her for coming on, man. She's doing good things, big things. If you can, go ahead and um, register and go buy your tickets from Eventbrite. $50, as she said, for adults. 
15 for teenagers. Um, come through, have a good time. Um, you know, learn a few things. Get your finances in order. Get your mental health. Reclaim yourself. Like she said, reclaiming me. Just go ahead and come out there and reclaim yourself. Just have fun. You know, leave all the negative energy at home. And just come out and have a good time, man. But, you know, without further ado, that's the episode. Thank y'all for joining me on the OTW Off The Wall podcast. Second episode for the week, man. God don't make no mistakes. And I'm out. Being on some chips. We go zero to a hundred real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bills. And I don't feel that not even a little bit. Oh, Lord. Know yourself. Know your worth. My actions being louder than my words. How you so? I been still sold down to earth. Won't do it. We could do it on the turf. Oh, Lord. I'm the rookie and the vet. Shout out to the bitch I holding down the set All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left dog She gon' see some that she don't wanna see She ain't ready for it If I ain't the greatest then I'm headed for it Yeah, that mean I'm way up Yeah, the six ain't friendly but that's where I lay up I'm up, lay up I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy 360 with the wrist, boy who the f is, boy? OVO, man, we really with the sh- boy. Yeah, really with the. I should probably sign a hit, boy, cause I got all the hits, boy. Thought <laughs> that Drake, you got a chip. I be on my little mouse drip. Thought that rap to pay your bills. Yeah, I'm on some rappers, pay my bills. All up on TV, I thought it made me richer. Wasn't paying me enough, I needed something quicker So now I'm all in eco basement putting working on the phones Either that or drive the money more to make the pickups Man, it's 2008, I'm trying to paint the picture Comeback season in the works and now I'm thinking bigger I got 40 in the studio, every night, late night Gotta watch it, don't wanna make them sicker That's my nigga, oh lord Got a whole lot to show for it I mean, we could really get it, we could go for it I'm just here for the bucks and the billies don't make me kill one of the ghosts for it uh, I run it, they like go for us Run for us, run for us, go for us Yeah, I mean you already wrote for us Damn, what's one more quote for us? Oh lord, who else sounded like this? They ain't made me what I am, they just found me like this I was ready I been ready since my dad used to tell me He would come into the house to get me He ain't show Valuable lesson, man, I had to grow up that's why I never ask for help. I do it for you, they do it for myself. I go zero to one real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real zero to one real quick, real quick, real quick. Zero to one real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real zero to one real quick, real quick, real quick. Whole squad on the rip. Yeah. The other night, lavishly told me that I'm all these people listen to. She said they love me unconditional. Imagine how I feel to watch another at the top. You know that if you wasn't you, you would be dissing you, dog. 
Damn, okay, from that perspective, I see what you're talking about. No way to soften that. Cause me, I was trying to find out where I lost him at, but maybe I ain't lose him at all. Maybe I keep moving forward and they're just stagnant, they ain't moving at all. But when they need their favor, who do they call? Maybe I'm searching for the problems, asking what was said and who was involved. Too focused on people's feedback and proving them wrong. They say the shoe can always fit no matter who for the song. These days feel like I'm squeezing in them. Whoever won before just wasn't thinking big enough, I'm about to leave them with them. Cause if I run the game in these, man, the seams are splitting. No pun intended, but they smelling defeat in the hell. Headed where nobody took it, who meeting me there? They tell him that he talking crazy, but he doesn't care. Being humble don't work as well as being aware. Listen up, boy, you better off eavesdropping. We already got spring 2015 popping. PMD dropping, reps up P dropping, Magic Jordan dropping, OB dropping, not to mention me dropping. Feel like we paid the refs off, man, we fixed the game. Me and Noel been at it before Twitter names. Yeah, been on the move like the lease is up. And I can't even name one person that's keeping up. Damn, how it was in the past tense. Ask yourself, how do we match up now? Cause I'm only 27 and I'm only getting better. If I haven't passed you yet, watch me catch up now, for real. Could it be the way I Tune into the Off the Wall podcast. And is that it? it?